Welcome to another episode of Our Written Hearts. It's been a while since we first started, and now we've had scheduling conflicts. But I think we've gone past that, and we plan on bringing you guys an episode at least once a week. So be prepared for that. This week we got an awesome topic. Brent, what's our topic? Topic coming at you right now is going to be uh, denying yourself or dying to yourself. However you want to look at that. Uh, scripturally, we could uh, make that and decipher that. Uh, any individual would like to. Um, but we're bringing scripture out of Luke. that talks about denying yourself, uh, picking up your cross. It's just a topic that we've been talking about, uh, the three of us. Trying to wrap it around our heads and how it affects us internally and emotionally to actually do that, put it into action. Anybody can say they want to do something, but the actual act of doing it, the actual act of becoming better, wanting to be better. I know I've fallen short numerous times. So, we want to teach you what we've talked about. We want to teach you certain things that we've done to make it easier. Because it's not just a one-day thing. It's not a one-day thing that we can just deny ourselves and say, hey, we're good for the rest of our lives. <clears throat> God says his mercies are new every single day. The reason for that is because we have to wake up and say, God, I don't want me, but I want you. So yeah, so let's uh, let's bring in that scripture, um, always, at the beginning, so that way you guys can look it up on your phones, you guys can look it up in your Bibles. There's no way I'm ever going to just read you scripture and expect you to believe what I'm telling you. I, ex I actually expect you to look it up and um, read it for yourself. Allow it to sit inside your hearts and affect you the way that it's supposed to affect you. Yeah, so uh, Luke 9... Um, paragraph 23, or, or verse 23, um, when Jesus says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And kind of, kind of tying into uh, Galatians chapter 2, uh, verse 20, and that's what we like to do here with uh, our written hearts is always tie scripture together uh, through the various you know, epistles or, or gospels or whatever else. But tie them together because we, we know that God has a purpose through both sides of that, um, of that combination. But uh, Galatians 2.20 Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And kind of coming back to the idea for the topic of denying yourself, you know, dying to oneself. Um, you know, before we got started here tonight, the three of us just asked each other, what, what does that mean? And you know, likely you have that same question now as you're listening to us wherever you're at. But what does that mean uh, to deny myself 
with the diet or the salt. Obviously, if you study the scriptures and the the teachings in the New Testament, you may have a pretty good idea of what all that means. Um, But kind of to give a a high level of that, it's one of the teachings that Jesus gives us, and I think is an amazing gift, is that he tells us to... um, to be fully alive in Him, all the things that we have been before we came to know Him or when we walk with Him, uh, we need to let them go. And it can be past uh, memories, it can be past things that happened to us, past things that we've done, maybe current current things that we're doing right now that we know aren't good for us and aren't pleasing to God. All of that kind of wraps around with dying to self is. And the beautiful thing with it is, of course, with the with the gospel is that when we die to self, we're not just left there. Jesus has a next for us. And that next is uh, we're baptized with him back in Romans 6. We're baptized with him into death and into a new life we are raised. And that's the gift of dying to oneself from an easy angle. Yeah, it could be an easy angle. Uh, that is the... It, this topic is kind of hard to talk about. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's me, it's us, Telling it's it's God telling it's it's Jesus saying hey I've got a better life for you than what you think you have for yourself. And we we have countless friends and, and acquaintances. You probably have coworkers and individuals that you're around all the time that give you ideas and and, and thoughts in your head. Let's bring up one. One that comes across my head all the time is when someone, when, when you're going into a weekend, it's Friday and you're going into a weekend and people say to you, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Up here in Montana, I mean, that could be anything depending on the time of the season or the year. Um, we're in winter right now, so guys could be like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Snowmobiling, ice fishing, hanging out with other buddies. There's even moments where guys are like, I'm going to get drunk all weekend. You know, and it's, I don't want to use the terms that that's wrong, but if we are Christians and we're claiming to be Christians, we really have to look into what are we doing with our time? What are we doing with the gifts that God's given us. And what does that look like? Because if we're constantly looking at ourselves as, you know what, I've worked 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours this week, and I deserve to go snowmobiling. I deserve to go ice fishing. I deserve it. I've worked this hard. I can do it if I want to. That's where we're going to get into the conflict of Selfish desire, 
thinking about ourselves, not thinking about what it is or what that gift is that God's giving you and how you can actually use it for the glory of Him. Well, I think we want to look at gifts too, not just things that you're good at or things you like to do, but spaces you have. You know, redoing this office space we're recording in, this is a benefit, to, you know, sharing a gift. Because I get to hang out with you guys and record something awesome. Even for you open up your house for dinner tomorrow night, you know, that's sharing an awesome gift. So it's not being selfish and, you know, wanting people over, it's sharing what God's blessed us with. Sharing, you know, things with people and spaces with people. Even when you picked up Hitchhiker, you're sharing, you know, you're sharing the gift of being able to give someone a ride that, you know, doesn't have a way to get around. You know, I don't, I don't want to attack, I wasn't trying to attack you know the, yeah, you the, the gifts, <laughs> the gifts that you guys have. You know the the stuff that you've worked for and um, been blessed with. That's not what I was trying to attack. What I was trying, what I am more uh, trying to get to the point of is that God's given you those for a purpose, for a reason. He's giving you talents, um, gifts. He's giving you uh, money. Even if it's not money, He's giving you the ability to do something. But that. Something as Christians to be a thought that I can do it for the glory of Him. It shouldn't be this idea that I can do it for myself. It's a a sharing moment, It's it's a caring moment, it's a giving moment. So, which brings us into that grand scheme of things of denying ourselves or dying to ourselves. How do we do that? What does that look like? Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, again, we got to ask, well, what is God's goal for us there of, of writing that scripture and teaching us that through the New Testament? And, you know, it's all over there. With Jesus going up to <laughs> Peter at the side of the water and say, come follow me. I won't make you pictures of men. Right. Drop those nets. Drop that life that you had up until this point, and I will make you fishers of people. That's God's message for every Christian. Uh, I feel it's an amazing gift. It's it's nestled within the New Testament throughout, and. It's one thing to say, you know, call off all these things in your life that are selfish or uh, not beneficial for uh, those that you're either leading as a a husband or a father or even yourself. Um, Brent was healing on it there. Why is that important? And what's the right arrangement of that? It's all about the priority of the heart. The heart's in the right place of why you're doing something, uh, which is the heart being, uh, I'm doing this to glorify the kingdom of God or glorify Christ in me as I'm 
the one snowmobiling and taking maybe taking somebody out that's never went and done that. Um, there's always a way to whatever you're doing, as long as it's not against the will of God, um, to turn something to, to where it's edifying of Christ living within you. you know? Yeah. You know, I look at myself, and I'll say one of my one of my selfish talents could be uh, hunting. It's a huge passion of mine. I've taken the last few seasons off due to um, yeah, me too. You know, a situation that um, kind of affected my life, but looking forward into the future I'm like man I'm ready to go back hunting um, I'm ready to get out there and but you know what I, I do not I I've been trying to regain this desire to go kill that monster bull or um, catch that monster fish but I don't I, I don't have it it's it's not there I mean wanting to go out in the woods is there wanting to go hunting is there but just this ambition to go do it for myself is not there. But the other day I was talking to my buddy. I was like, hey man, if I buy my tickets, my license this year, would you would you take me hunting? And in that moment, this overwhelming joy came inside me. I said, yeah, absolutely. And what came into my head was I'm going to do the best scouting that I could do. I'm going to figure out the best possible thing that I could do for him to get him the biggest bull that I could find him. The biggest uh, deer that I could find him. And I think that's just this relationship that I find myself in with uh, me and Christ. Me and God is... He's taken away these selfish desires of mine and has made them into his desires. Is it still the gift he's blessed me with? Yeah, for sure. Does he? Do I still have the rifles and the backpack and all the gear and all that stuff to go do it? Absolutely. But is it because so I can go out and just look the coolest, or so um, everyone says, "Oh, he must know what he's doing." It used to be. It used to be my intent. But now I look at it and say, hey, I'm so blessed with it. I still have it. But you know what? I want to use it for I want to use it for a guy who's never <coughs> shot an elk. Right. I mean, what about Tim? I mean <laughs> I got the skills. <laughs> Whatever. Do you the skills Tim's Tim's lying. It's a liar. <laughs> but we're going to talk about lying. We're going to talk about that's another episode. We're going to talk about lying in a episode. So <laughs> Tim yeah. has an amazing gift with computers. He's our IT guy. He's the guy that does all the editing and everything for the podcast. And I can only I'm only assuming here, but I'm pretty sure if you wanted to, you could find your own ways of making money and doing what you could do for yourself with these talents. That's five-year plan. Five-year plan. <laughs> yeah. 
How long is this podcast? Podcast going to? Okay, so four, four. It's my four year and ten month plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? I think part of the, you know, about having being able to use the gifts that you've been given and not being selfish is advertising that you have those gifts so you can share them. Like that's probably where I fail is I don't. I guess. I guess I would be slightly selfish because I don't want to go and fix everybody's computers, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been there. I, I have done that. And it, gets, it gets draining because you get people wanting to come over. You don't want you to come over after work for a few hours here and there. And it adds up every, you know, time. Time is money, but when you're not making money and you're doing it for free, you know, you kind of start feeling like a doormat. So... That's definitely a selfish thing that I need to work on that because I'm not using my gifts for the glory of God in that aspect. Stop convicting me, Brent. (laughs) (laughs) If you're feeling convicted too and you're listening, you're not alone. I'm there with you. Trust me. Well, that kind of takes us to a point that we, again, we talked about before we started um, recording tonight and that's that's the idea of sacrifice and tying sacrifice to this idea of dying to oneself or allowing yourself to become new in Christ. And we want to make it make it clear to the listener here tonight that uh, that's not what this is about. You know, the sacrifice the sacrifices are over. Um, you know, Jesus was that final sacrifice, and this is not a work dying to oneself. It's actually the opposite of that. It's a gift. And um, Jesus, you know, I wrote down here that you know, Jesus came to die on the cross and bear all that that he did uh, to be marred beyond recognition, to um, be spat on, be mocked, and whatnot. And he did that, and he did all that for us so that we can live. And that's that's what this is: is when we when we die to self, we, we die with Christ and. Now we get to live with him. And to live with him is to live free of sin. Literally, we have that opportunity in Christ to live free from sin. Um, Jesus gives us that opportunity. His his indwelling spirit within us allows that to happen. And that's that's the beauty of this dying to self, this idea of dying to self and allowing yourself to... uh, be transformed, right? Is is that idea? Of, that's that's the old. I'm I'm new now, and what do I get to do with that? Um, I think it's one of the most amazing inclusions that's ever been offered to us. Is 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 God's children? Is this love that Jesus gave by saving us? We now get to participate in the daily. Fulfillment of the law. Uh, Romans 13.10. Again, Paul writes about that. He says, Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And the the most amazing act of love ever displayed was was Christ praying to the Father that this cup pass from me, that if it's, it's your will, Father, let it be done. And he went to the cross 
and show that amazing representation of love for us. And now we, you know, humility and, and amazing, amazing grace, we get to uh, be an active participant daily in that dying of self by being the love of Christ every single day. The sacrifice, again, just to bring that point home, is the sacrifice is done. Um, you know, Hebrews 10 talks about that. Um, the message translation talks about uh, where a perfect person came and, and was a perfect sacrifice to perfect a lot of imperfect people. And in that, we get to rest in that dying to himself. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think hitting that point, saying, hey, Christ has done it. It's done. You are good. It's the idea, dying to yourself is the idea of a spiritual sacrifice. What I mean by that, um, Jesus went to the cross to take what was ours. That physical punishment is ours. For the wages of sin are death. So that physical punishment that Jesus took, went through, died through, sacrificed through, is meant to be ours. So we get to move into a position now where we see that take place, we see that happen, and it should move in our hearts to say, you know what? How could anybody ever want to sacrifice that much for me? How? That's insanity. It should be stirring in our hearts like that, making us think, you know what? I could give him my daily life. I can give him my daily life. Not just pieces of it, not just moments of it, not when I'm wore out, done. Oh, I need my God now. Hey God, can you jump out of the box? I just put you in. I need you now. Because something really bad happened and I need you now. No, that daily sacrifice is, uh, that spiritual sacrifice I'm talking about is, you know God, hey, I woke up this morning. I'm still breathing. That means you obviously want me here. So I give it to y'all. I give you my morning. I give you my afternoon. I give you my evening. I give you when I go back to bed. What does that look like? That looks like the way that we interact with our coworkers. That's the way we interact with our wives. That's the way we interact with our kids. It involves our finances. It involves the way we shake someone's hand. It involves the way we say thank you when someone's been mean to us, it involves uh, sex with our wives, it, invo it involves it all. That's what the idea of denying yourself or dying to yourself is saying, God, guess what? I didn't show up today. I killed that guy again. Would you mind filling in the spot? That's what we're trying to get across. That's what I'm trying to get across to you is, is that. I think sometimes as men and as women, we can find ourselves in this but I'm really good at this. 
Mm, I'm not good with letting myself go. I've been controlling myself for a long time now. I know what I'm good at. You know, God has shown up when I've needed him. So I'm going to kind of work with that angle still. Well, I'm telling you, it's not going to work forever. If you're still living that life where God is only the, the dude who shows up, he's the, the janitor and the maintenance guy when things start to break, it's not the way it works. It's not the relationship God wants to have with you. Yeah, kind of to add on to that, uh, Brent, I would throw in there too that um, it's ourself. Um, you know, Second Corinthians ten five uh, talks about how uh, we are to take captive uh, every thought. So first off, take captive every thought and then make it obedient to Christ. And what does that mean to make it obedient to Christ? It means to make it line up with everything that Christ is and everything that Christ believes in you and what Christ says about you. So while we're looking at, you know, having a good outward representation of that, it really starts at in the inward level of being aware of our inner thoughts during the day when we first uh, come to, you know, when we wake up in the morning, what's running through our head? Um, are they positive thoughts? Are they negative thoughts? Are they uh, crazy thoughts? Um, all that, I think we all go through that. And kind of to your point, Brent, when we, when we first get going in the morning, we can choose to have all of our thoughts obedient to Christ and realize when some thought comes in that, that uh, obviously it's not from the Father, it's not from uh, our shepherd, you know, we know his voice. When we know that that thing is from left field or worse, the enemy, um, we can set our whole day, we can ground our whole day ahead on, uh, I'm going to listen to his voice and everything else I'm going to just let fall to the ground. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. The thing, my days are hectic. I wish this was my full-time job, but it's not. <laughs> my days are hectic. I wake up in the morning, and the average time I wake up in the morning is 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, I head to the gym, and then usually have work or, or school, school every single day, work every single day, and my days can just be insanely overwhelming, obviously. Um, married as well, two children, both kids are 11 and 10, sports. I mean, the one thing, or I should say the point of this podcast too is to teach you guys what the things are that we do, things that we figured out. So how do I deny myself is what I'm going to share with you on a daily basis. When I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone. It's a bad habit that I have caused in my life. I grab my phone. Well, 
a year ago, my wife was like, you have a really bad habit. <laughs> you, as soon as you wake up, you grab that phone. I said, you know what? You're right. I do. So, in bed? Oh, yeah. I get up. My eyes wake up, and I grab my phone. It will... First off, my alarm is on my phone. So the question is, do you like look at your phone in bed and sit there and scroll aimlessly for twenty minutes while you should be getting up and getting ready? No. Okay. <laughs> We're getting to the point here. So my <laughs> come on, Brett. Let, my, let me know your morning routine, buddy. My phone has my alarm in, so I have to grab it no matter what. But here's the bad part: is I used to grab it up, pull it up, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, and that's when my wife's like, "Hey, you have a bad habit." Like. And I let her speak in my life because that's what I want her to do is speak into my life and tell me the things that I'm not doing or I am doing correctly. And so she says, hey, you have a habit. I said, you're absolutely right. So what I do now, and it's been this way for a year now, is that my alarm goes off. I immediately grab my phone, but I go straight to the Bible app. Straight to the Bible app. Um, it's something that I have learned. And what, I, what I do... I pull it up, click on it, and I allow myself to read the daily scripture. And as soon as I read that daily scripture, um, I dive a little bit deeper. I probably will read the scripture that was before it or the scripture that was after it. And then I sit there and I just meditate on or I lay there in bed and just meditate on what I just read. So this kind of like re-jolts my being in the morning. So you know what? Today's about God. I, I'm awake again because he has something for me to do. He has someone he wants me to talk to. He has something he wants me to do. He has somewhere he wants me to go. Yeah, obviously everything's scheduled out. We all have work or school or something to do, but I don't know who I'm going to interact with that day. I don't know, but I have made my mind and my soul understand you don't get to be in control of yourself. God, Jesus, is controlling you. So that's, to me, that's my idea of dying to myself. That's how I practice it. That's how I put it into practice in my life. You guys have specific ways that you put it into yours? Tim? That's, you know, I, instead of morning, it's when I, when I go to bed, that's what I... Look at it. I pull up the Bible app on my phone or on my laptop. I read either the verse of the day or, you know, a Bible plan. But I think one of the dangerous parts about reading the verse of the day or just a random verse, you don't have the context. So I like to read in front of it, back of it, usually the whole chapter that that's in, so I can get more of a context of what that piece of scripture is actually saying. Yeah, I, I do the same. Wake up in the morning, like I was saying before, uh, get a hold of your thoughts. Um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes my thoughts are kind of out there when I'm first waking up. And you might be worried about certain things for that day or whatever else. And uh, same thing, uh, I get on a device, uh, I hit a scripture first. And yet, one of the things I've really been doing the last couple of years is uh, going to the office, sit at the desk, 
open your word, uh, pray, listen, be still. Uh, either read some of the word that I spent on my heart or just allow the Lord to point out what he wants me to, to hear today and then go in there. And, you know, it's, I shared this last week with some other guys. And, um, you guys may know who Joyce Meyer is. Um, I was uh, watching some uh, late night <laughs> Christian channel TV on the antenna a few weeks ago. There's like 10 channels coming in up here. Uh, Joyce was on there, and I've always appreciated the, the boldness and the rawness that Joyce has when she uh, preaches the word and she's talking about her prayer life and she's just getting after it with the fact of you don't need to go into your prayer closet, you don't need to fall on your knees, you don't even need to close your eyes. What God wants with you is that constant communication, conversation, uh, relationship with Him. And she's really hitting on that well. And I bring that in just because that's kind of what I would encourage all of us. Uh, the listeners here is that uh, we can be in continual uh, prayer with the Father um, every moment of every day. And you know, it doesn't matter what we're doing, what we're at. Um, and tying that back to the topic of this podcast, I that's for you what that is, is that is that surrendering to self of allowing Him to be in control of our day and everything that we're doing here. Um, he never leaves us, he's always present. And, uh, and like a lot of people in our lives, he wants to be there every moment of our life, uh, no matter what we're doing. And, uh, yeah. And I agree with that. He, every single day, just like you, Corey, I mean, I was in a conversation with another guy a couple weeks ago, and one of the things he asked me, was, or one of the things he said was, yeah, I pray sometimes. And I really didn't know how to respond to that. I, good job. <laughs> I mean, good job, man. Cool. Um, but I started thinking into my, into my life how I interact with my God what's my relationship with Jesus and I started thinking I, I don't ever find myself in that moment where I need that prayer closet or I need to drop on my knees I, don't get me wrong I think it's some I think it's amazing if that's what helps you connect um, to God if that's what the if that's what your relationship looks like with Jesus then keep doing it what I'm saying is, me personally, the reason being is because I'm in a moment, almost an everyday constant state of conversation with, with, with Jesus. I am. And I don't know how to explain it any better than that. My entire head conversation that's going on inside of my head and inside of my heart is constantly between me and him. I'm driving down the road and something happens. Especially now, since it's icy. Uh, last night, last night I. Dude, the roads suck. Oh man, last night, <laughs> last night the roads suck so bad. 
and I'm coming home from a, a Bible study, and I'm driving, and I'm talking to a friend on the phone, then all of a sudden the roads are just, I, I'm, I'm sliding sideways. I was like, hold on. There's a car sliding sideways, and as soon as the car's sideways, I'm just like, you got it, God? Car pulls out of it, and I'm like, whoo, that was a close one. Didn't you think so? You know, if you could hear inside my head, you'd be like, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> this guy's talking to like three people at once. No, I'm, I'm just really, t- it's just me and, me and God talking constantly all the time. And that is the kind of state of mind that I'm talking about that we as individuals need to come to and, and get a grasp on is when we find ourselves in those moments where we're looking at ourselves constantly, it's like, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to deal with this? Well, it's, it's thank goodness I'm awesome. You know, I mean, that is the state of mind I'm talking about. Hey, we need to get rid of that. We need to let that go. Let's deny that. Our thought process would be like, man, I wonder how God's going to do this. I wonder how God's going to do that. Man, this this really sucks. I have no idea. I am completely screwed. But you know what? I know God's got me. And this isn't something that's easy. This isn't something that comes comfortably. This is something that takes time. That takes your energy to put into a relationship. The same relationship that you probably formed with your wife or with your girlfriend. The same relationships that you formed with your friends. This takes time. This takes, not because Jesus doesn't want to, not because God doesn't want to, but because we are always the ones that are like, well, maybe not right now. So we have to break that mindset. We have to break that idea that we can do it all on ourselves. Yeah. Well, I think that it's part of the application part of this is, you know, it's one thing to say, uh, die to yourself. Uh, Live for him. What are some real world steps to uh, for the listeners out there to um, put into action uh, after they hear this. Uh, um, that would be my first one that I already touched on. Is that Second Corinthians ten five? Of, is every thought that comes in tested against the love and you know, you know, the majesty of Jesus? Is this for me? Is this something that God wants for me that's going to build me up, that's going to encourage me daily, uh, that's going to be uh, part of my righteousness in Him? Is that thought that? If it's not, get out of here. Um, that's the first application step that I would, I would encourage anyone there. Well, I mean, just doing that alone, you know, how you think about things and how you pray about things is going to also translate into what you say and how you say it. And really, if, if you're not a nice person, you'll probably start being nicer. You would have to control your thoughts and shoo away the bad thoughts and only allow, you know, the, the 
the good, godly Christian thoughts in there. Because, you know, uh, another application step I would throw out there, uh, I heard another brother in Christ talk about this a while ago. It's, it's, it's reading through the, the scriptures and the Lord is uh, speaking to you directly. Um, and I'll, I'll pick uh, um, something out of uh, Philippians chapter 4. Uh, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Right? So there's that thought process there. But I would push that even further forward of uh, realizing he's talking directly to you. And when he says something to you like that, he says, whatever is true, you say yes. Whatever is noble, yes, that's me. Whatever is right, yes, that's me. Whatever is pure, that's what I'm, I'm, I am in him. Um, every time that Jesus, the word talks about you, insert your own yes, agreement to that. What we're talking about is harder than what, it's not easy. This is not easy. I wish I could say, hey, tomorrow morning, you're gonna wake up and say, you know what? I don't choose myself. I wish it could be like that for every single one of you that's listening. I pray that it's like that for every single one of you that's listening. But the thing is, the reality of it is, is it's not. There's still some of you out there that are still going to wake up in the morning and say, hey, I got this. I got this figured out. I know how to do it. I know how to take care of it. I got me. And that's so, when brothers and sisters just me. My heart hurts for you when you say stuff like that. Because there's a life that you don't even know yet that exists, that is in Christ, if you would just allow him to take over it all. And God wants to take you to a moment, to a place, to a time that you could not even fathom. But it takes, it takes, it starts with that idea of, I don't really care about myself. I care about what God has, what God wants, what I can do for the glory of heaven. How can I glorify the kingdom of heaven? How will I this morning allow Jesus to come into my life and glorify the kingdom of heaven. That is what it's about. That is what it will always be about. God did not write in the scriptures in the morning, Brett woke up and it was all about him. It's not the way it is. It's not the way it will ever be. The goal is the advancement of the kingdom of heaven. And how are we supposed to do that as disciples? Deny ourselves, give up ourselves, allow God to breathe a new life into us and to become new individuals, new ways of thinking, new ways of being, 
interacting and loving other people the same way that Christ loved us by sacrificing himself. Wow, what a great ending to that episode. Great closing statements by both Corey and Brent. Hey, we thank you that you're here and we thank you for the opportunity to allow us to speak into your heart, into your mind, and into your life. Thank you for listening and enduring our poor audio during this episode. We plan on having that fixed in the future, which means yes, we are having future episodes. Whether that's three of us, two of us, or just one of us recording, someone will deliver something at least once a week. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to us through email by emailing questions at ourwrittenhearts.com or send us a message through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Just search Our Written Hearts and you should be able to find us. And last but not least, we are now on Patreon.com. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform that allows you to support your favorite content creators. So if you'd like what we're doing here and you want to be a part of that, Head over to patreon.com forward slash rwrittenhearts. Thank you, and we love you.